Good morning, everyone. That was Casey and the Sunshine Band and Give It Up. I'm Izzy and this is London Calling. So today we are taking a delve into the world of films, specifically the soundtrack to some of my favourite movies. It seems quite relevant to do this now as awards season is in full swing. The BAFTAs are only a few weeks away. Um... This week I shall also give you the lowdown on what's going on here in London and uh, King's Cross is our area to delve into. It's got quite a juicy history, I've just been reading about it, so it's promising to be an exciting episode. Um, I love to remind everyone that the... Sorry, my script is a bit weird this morning. Um, So... That, the song that played us in today by Casey and the Sunshine Band was featured in uh, the film Kingsman, The Secret Service. And I love to remind everyone that the police station at the beginning of that film is actually at the end of my road. Fun fact. Um, so up next we have Bow Wow Wow and I Want Candy. This is from my favourite film of all the time. My friends are probably laughing right now. Sofia Coppola's Marie Antoinette. I watch this film at least once a month. My friend Dunning, shout out to Dunning if you're listening, actually did try to work out how many times I've watched this film. And I think she worked it out like over 12 years. It was something like well over like 400 times. Um... It never gets old, in my opinion. I adore the 80s soundtrack as it serves as both a contrast to the neoclassical setting of the film Versailles and a reminder of Marie Antoinette's youth. Sofia Coppola listened to a lot of this music when she was growing up. And so it's quite fitting that Marie Antoinette in the film that she's growing up is, I guess, sort of listening to it. Anyway, I'm going to stop waffling. This is Bow Wow Wow and I Want Candy. Next, we have a song from, in my opinion, one of the best films to come out of the 2010s. It's Baz Luhrmann's reimagining of 
Brooks, F. Scott Fitzgerald's The Great Gatsby. And oh my gosh, I adore this film. I feel like it really encapsulates the decadence of the period. The cast is fantastic and the visual effects are something else. The Lana Del Rey song, Young and Beautiful, written by her for the film's soundtrack, which was produced by Jay-Z, fun fact, really captures the like heartbreak, the sadness, the sort of whimsical nostalgia of a time that's been and gone. Uh, of the film and I just love it. It is a bit of a sad one, but it's wonderful. was Lana Del Rey. Up next we have a song from one of my mum and I, mine and my mum's rather favourite films called The Wedding Date. It's a classic 2000s rom-com that we discovered on the film channel late one night about six years ago. It's a lovely view of London, albeit a slightly Americanized one because they literally just show pretty terraced houses and like the nice parts of London. Um, the plot sees Cat Ellis, an American 
sort of career girl fly into London for her sister's wedding where the groom is her ex or no the best man rather is her ex to rectify this she takes an escort with her to keep her company and basically pays him to pretend to be her boyfriend a weekend with hilarious consequences the plot you can imagine I like how it plays out in the end but the soundtrack is really really brilliant um amusingly I did actually find this film once lurking in one of my friends male friends I may hasten to add who absolutely insists that he hates rom-coms and slushy crap as he calls it lurking in his Netflix watched like he was one hour and 12 minutes in and I'm like hmm I think he was watching it he still denies it either way this film is fantastic um one of the songs that featured is Texas when we are together so that's what I'm gonna play next was Texas. So before you uh, before I give you uh, what's what of what's happening in London, that's a lot of what's, um, this week I have a song from another Baz Luhrmann film. He's one of my favourite directors so allow me this. Um, this time it's his 90s reimagining of Romeo and Juliet. I love the modern setting and soundtrack to this film and the fact they keep the original Shakespearean dialect. 
If you want to get teenage girls to give a shit about Shakespeare, sticking 90s Leo in it was a shrewd move from Baz Luhrmann. Um, so this is one of the songs in the film. It's the Wannadies with You and Me song. Tried to make you love Till everything's forgotten I know you hate that Always when we fight I kiss you once or twice And everything's forgotten Not yet begun, and everything is quiet, and it's always. was the Wannadies. So my friends know that I am not a big Disney fan at all so there was never going to be loads of Disney songs on this soundtrack, playlist, radio show, whatever. Um, But there are one or two exceptions that I make and The Princess Diaries is one of them. I was obsessed with this film and its sequel in the 2000s. There are rumours there's going to be a third one and I'm so here for it. Even my dad doesn't mind The Princess Diaries. It's, I love it. I love it. Um, But until they make the third one, which Anne Hathaway has hinted at repeatedly, so can they just hurry up and do it? Um, There is the iconic song from the first film, Miracles Happen, and... This was on my like most listened to songs of 2022, which is quite embarrassing, but it has such a feel good factor. So it's Monday morning and I think we need that.
was Miracles Happen from the Princess Diaries. So before I hit you with our next song from yet another 2000s film soundtrack, I'm going to give you the lowdown of what's going on here in London this week. So in terms of my like art museum pick, I'm going to say head over to Somerset House just down the road from the Strand. Well, on the Strand, but I'm recording in Bush House, so it is just down the road. Um, And this exhibition is on until the 19th of February. It's called The Horror Show. And it's an exhibition, Somerset House say, from the dark side, celebrating our greatest cultural provocateurs and visionaries. So if horror is your thing, this, this could be it. It celebrates the last 50 years of creative rebellion in horror, in the horror genre in Britain. Um, So it looks at three acts, as they call them, monster, ghost and witch, um, recast as a story of cultural shape-shifting. So it's got good reviews. The Guardian have given it five star and The Telegraph four. So well worth a view. And as I said, if jump scares are your thing, this, this could be it. My night out pick is on Saturday the 11th at Phonox down in Brixton. And this is a club I always forget about, but it is always good. It is, to be fair, mainly full of boys who think they're being really edgy. They're not. Um, But it's good fun. It's good fun. They always have good DJs. And Saturday night, they've got an event called Outro with what promises to be a really good lineup. It's a mixture of D&B, jungle, techno. They've got something for everyone. So well worth a pop down to Phonox and tickets are available on RA. Um, so our next film uh, that we're going to look at the soundtrack from is called Almost Famous. It's a bit of a cult classic. And I think with the upcoming uh amazon prime show daisy jones and the six 
it's kind of that same era, the 1970s. I think it's gonna get even more of a revival. I fashion reference Penny Lane, one of the the like lead female character in this film, played by Kate Hudson, all the time. She has the most amazing like 70s outfits. Think flares, Afghan coats, like little peasant tops, floaty dresses, the dream. Um, the film sees 15-year-old William Miller accompany like fictional rock band Stillwater on their tour of the United States to write an article about them for Rolling Stone magazine. Over the course of the film, he learns about the relationships between the band, their groupies, and everything in between. It's proper sort of 70s rock and roll. And yeah, well worth a watch. Anyway, one of the film's songs is, or one of the songs featured in the film is Elton John's Tiny Dancer. And I, it just summarizes it perfectly. So here we go.
that was Elton John with Tiny Dancer. I cut that one a little bit short because it is six minutes long and, you know, it, yeah. <laughs> so, our next song comes from one of my favourite films and another exception to my no Disney rule. There are only three films, to be fair, that I make this exception for and two of the film's soundtracks are on this playlist. So... Up next, we have L-O-V-E by Nat King Cole from The Parent Trap. If you haven't seen this film, where have you been? This, I love this film. It sees Lindsay Lohan in her, like, debut role. It's set in London and California. Two twins, Hallie and Annie, have been separated when their parents split up. Hallie went to California with their dad and Annie came back to London with their mum and they meet at a summer camp, realise they're twins and decide to swap places with hilarious consequences. So Hallie comes to London and pretends to be Annie and Annie goes to California and pretends to be Hallie and it's just Nancy Myers at her best. This is one of her like brilliant films. So the soundtrack is brilliant, the scenery, just I love everything about this song. I'm going to stop wittering on. This is Nat King Cole. L is for the way you look at me. O is for the only one I see. V is very, very Extraordinary E is even more than anyone that you adore can love is all that I can give to you. Love is more than just a game for two. Two in love can make it. Take my heart and please don't break it. Love was made for me and you Just a game for two Two in love can make it Take my heart and please don't break it Love was made for me and you Love was made for me and you Love was made for me and you That was Nat Kinkle with L-O-V-E. So before we move on to our next film song, which by the way is Gladiator, whose score was written by the incredible Hans Zimmer. I mean, I had to have at least one Hans Zimmer he, uh, song on here. He is a, like the greatest film composer ever, in my opinion. Um, so before we get on to that, I'm going to give you a quick lowdown on King's Cross. King's Cross has quite the history. So the area of King's Cross was two kilometres northwest of the ancient Roman settlement of Londonium, and it's believed to be the site of the crossing of the Fleet River, which is a tributary of the Thames, hence the cross um, in the name. It is also believed that Queen Boudicca battled the Roman invaders near King's Cross, which would make sense because it's just outside the city walls. 
Um, and as a classicist, I love I love to drag in a bit of Roman heritage. Um, following this, King's Cross basically were, for a long time was a settlement. Um, there was a church there, St Pancras, so there was like monks sort of romping about. Um, and then it really sort of not a lot happened until the 18th century when Euston Road sprang up and it became one of the key thoroughfares from getting from the west of London to the east. This was aided by the building of Regent's Canal, which made King's Cross a real sort of centre of commerce and trade. And also the gasworks would later spring up there in the 19th century. So it really became a sort of hub of industry. You had Imperial Gaslight and the Coke Company there in the 1800s. And alongside St Pancras Gasworks. This kind of bubbled along until the end of the 20th century when King's Cross became really quite derelict. The gasworks shut down, most of the industry disappeared. Obviously you still have the trains running through the Metropolitan Line um, but there wasn't a lot going on there and it was only until the 20th century when St Pancras was redeveloped to aid the Eurostar and the area they realized that it was a really nice area and they needed to do something about it and there are so many beautiful historic Victorian industrial buildings there that really it would be a shame if they'd been lost. Fortunately they turned one of them into central St Martins and a lot of them have been redeveloped into office space, apartment buildings, you name it. It's a real hub of creativity around there now. Um, so my place to drink is anywhere. They have some really amazing bars at Cold Drop Yard. So have a meander, see what you fancy. There is literally something for everyone. Failing that, do head back to um, do head back to the canal, where in the summer they have a pop-up cinema. You can take your own drinks and watch films. Very civilized. Um, my place to eat is the Leiterman. They do the most amazing brunch and you can overlook the river or the canal even whilst you eat and watch the comings and goings of Cold Drop Yard. The banana and caramel pancakes absolutely slap. Um, there's also loads of lovely shops at King's Cross. There's a nice mixture of sort of chain shops. Well, not chain shops, chain shops as such, but they have like Sweaty Betty, other stories, but they also have some really lovely independent shops, everything from sort of florists all the way to like vintage shops. So well worth a visit. It's a nice day out. So on that note, I'm going to get on to our next film, which I mentioned earlier is Gladiator as a classicist. I love this film. I think even 23 years after it was made, this film slaps. Everyone loves Maximus. Um, the film, if you haven't watched it, sees former Roman general Maximus fall on the wrong side of the new emperor who's jealous of his relationship with the previous emperor and thus Maximus finds himself in hot water. Ousted from his position in the Roman army, he becomes a, he is forced to become a gladiator, fighting his way all the way to the Colosseum where he eventually has a bit of a showdown with the emperor. I'm not going to give anything away, but it's well worth a watch if you haven't. This song is the sort of title track from the film. It's Now We Are Free sung by Lisa Gerrard and composed by Hans Zimmer.
So that was Now We Are Free from Gladiator. I just think that's so like atmospheric and like it's so poignant at the end of the film. So I'm not going to say any more in case anyone hasn't watched it. So our next song choice comes from the film Baby Driver, which, yeah, is all about a guy who loves listening to cool music while he commits these interesting crimes usually as a getaway driver it's a heist film i'm not going to give too much away it's really good though um so the title track of the film is of course carla thomas's b-a-b-y so i'm gonna shut up So that was Carla Thomas with B-A-B-Y. So next up, we've got a instrumental piece from one of my favorite films. I am a bit of a fan girly of historical dramas. And uh, Elizabeth the Golden Age is one of my absolute favorites. Storm is one of the pieces of music which plays as the battle between uh, the Spanish Armada and Francis Drake and Sir Walter Raleigh is raging and it's just really dramatic. You see Elizabeth standing on the cliffs, watching her ships sinking all these Spanish ships. It's a very dramatic film. There are some slightly sort of imagined parts of it. It's not quite true to life, but Kate Blanchett plays the role perfectly. If you like historical dramas, Elizabeth the Golden Age is the one. So this is Storm.
That was Storm from Elizabeth the Golden Age. So we are coming up to our last song. So playing us out today is a song that is from a film franchise that every single girl in London can relate to. My flatmate Amy and I, hi Amy if you're listening, we're talking about this film franchise the other night. It is, of course, Bridget Jones. Like, I feel like every girl in London has had a Bridget Jones moment at some point or another, whether it's buying, like, deeply unsexy pants in M&S or having culinary disasters or just having a nightmare with the delightful men of London. Um, And this song is in the film, which is at the point where we see Bridget Her diary has been discovered by her love interest. It's snowing and we see her running around Borough Market in the snow in a pair of trainers, knickers and a cardigan. And this song plays. So I also love Diana Ross. I had to get this in here. It is, of course, Ain't No Mountain High Enough. And that's playing us out today. I'm Izzy. This is London Calling. And thank you for listening.